coming up next on Chamber Amplified. Now it's like, you know, hey, I have a good relationship with this kid. They don't take well to just directives. Okay, hey, come here, man. Let me talk to you real quick. Here's why I want you to do this this way. So it's really kind of knowing each person and how you connect with them is it is way more important. And people say it's just the kids. It's not just the kids. It's actually the adults as well, too. So uh, it goes across the board. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Finlay Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we examine issues impacting the local business community from employee recruitment, marketing, IT issues, really everything in between. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way we can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. So a little bit of a different show this week. Uh, it's uh, it's a half-off show in that we have one half of our content that we normally have. We thought this would be a fun one. Uh, and uh, as I head to some conferences for the Chamber of Commerce and everything, wanted to get this put together for you and get it out there. Uh, and again, this is a fun one. So we talked to Coach Stephen Adams of Finley High School's football team. You're thinking, Doug, why are we talking about football on this podcast? Well, the school district actually got in touch with us and said, hey, do you want to interview Coach Adams? And of course, me being a former play-by-play person, I said, yes. I'll figure out how it pertains to business later. Well, here's actually how it pertains to business is Coach Adams works with young people all the time. And a lot of the things that we hear around here are uh, these young people don't want to work. They don't have the work ethic. They're so much different. Uh, this, that, and the other thing. I thought, well, who better to ask about that than a high school football coach? Certainly high school football coaching is quite different in 2022 than it was in, say, 1982. So we talked to Coach Adams a little bit about how he works with younger people and how what they learn on the football field translates to what they might do in the workplace. So it's really good if, you've, if you're having trouble relating to younger people in your office or in your workplace, in your restaurant, wherever, this is a great episode for that. Uh, Coach Adams has a lot of different... By the way, I can't ever say just Steven because, I don't know, from playing high school sports, like I, if, if they coach, I just call him Coach. So I'm just going to continue to call him Coach Adams. Anyway, uh, he's got a lot of great ideas on how you interact uh, with a younger generation, with Gen Z. And if you apply some of the things that he's learned uh, on the football sidelines, I think you'll find success in communicating with your younger employees in your workplace. And of course, we talk a little bit about the upcoming season. Why not? We've got some time to kill, so we do that as well. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, rate and review the show. It helps us spread the word. Now let's get into it. And welcoming into Chamber Amplified, Finley High School head football coach, Stephen Adams. Coach, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I feel back at home. I'm interviewing a football coach. As well. We're going back into my radio days here. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited, man. I always enjoy coming on and talking about, uh, obviously, Finley Ball and the Finley community. So this is uh, this is fun. Absolutely. So we are going to talk about the upcoming football season, but uh, being a Chamber of Commerce podcast, and one of the things we like to do with this podcast is really just talk about just different ways businesses can look at things. And one thing we've really been focused on this year uh, and last year, for that matter, is employee recruitment and retention. And really, how do you interact with younger employees? And I thought you would be great for this. You're working with them before they even hit the workforce. So uh, I appreciate uh, you you taking time to talk about this. So I I guess from that standpoint, what do people, business owners, uh, managers, just the public in general, what do they need to know about this generation of kids? Yeah, I mean, uh, they're, they're definitely, uh, you know, informed. 
you know, <laughs> however you want to take that uh, is up to you. But I, I would just say they have they have access to a lot of information more than we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, how they handle that information is very different, right? Some some guided, some misguided. Um, but they definitely have access to a lot of information and they definitely want to know the why more so than ever before. You know, one of the things I say, whether right or wrong, is, you know, in, in my time, you know, I was told to do something and I did it. And yeah. whether or however I felt about it, it's just what we did. Um, I might have my whys, but I didn't have room to ask that question, <laughs> you know, uh, where now these kids truly do want to know why. And that's OK. I think we got to embrace that in some aspects. I run into that with with my own kids, too. And I have to sometimes I have to tell myself, wait a second, this is from you. This is how I operated when right. I was their age, too, is that right. I wanted to know the why. But to your point, people didn't really have to tell us. Uh, and we just kind of had to accept it. That shifted. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, I, I don't think so at all. I think in all reality, I think that we, we try to from well, just what I, I dealt with growing up and mm-hmm. it's just the way I was raised, you know, you you listen, you know, you got, I think Nick Saban had a quote that he said that was so true. And it's something similar to what I heard when I was growing up, right? Like you have two ears and you have one mouth. There's a reason <laughs> for that, right? You should, you know, listen more than you talk. Uh, and I definitely come from that era, but I, I think now more so, when kids understand the why and they understand the benefits of what they're doing, it gets them to buy in even more. Yeah. Um, and also to be able to make informed decisions for themselves. That's you a know? very good point. It's an opportunity to impart wisdom. 100%. And that's a great thing, right? I yeah. mean, we're, we, we shouldn't take it as they're, they're, I don't, and also depending on the relationship, I, I don't take it as they're questioning my authority. My authority. Uh, I just take it as I'm like, hey, if I can provide them with a reason why, that might get them to either you know, lock in even more, or in some cases, it gets them to be able to trust more and do more. So in my opinion, I think that's a, it's a great thing. Do you find that when, when you're introducing maybe a new drill, a new play, whatever, do you just go ahead and explain the why from the get-go? Yeah. You know, some, yes and no. I, I would say there, there are times when, you know, we, we, we just kind of move at a fast pace Mm-hmm. But what I would say is we try to do a good job of before we even get out to the practice field, then having a big picture idea of what we're doing today, why we're doing what we're doing today. Uh, and then as time goes on, just understanding the right times to be able to have those conversations. I think that's the big thing because there is so much of the why now. They do want to know why they, 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 they do. But I think for them as kids, knowing when, it's knowing when mm-hmm. it's appropriate to ask those <laughs> questions. Right. Once again, that's OK. Right. It's our job to teach them that. So, um, you know, with time and, and depending on where we are in the practice or where we are in our workouts, you know, I try to be proactive and let them know before why we're doing what we're doing today. Here's what we're doing. Here's the reason behind it. And when they know that you've put some true thought into it, it, it makes all the difference in what you're doing. So it's huge. And I would imagine then that rolls into like when you have to get on a kid. Mm-hmm. They're more receptive to you being critical of what they're doing. You're trying to coach them up on something than if you're just, my word is the law. Correct. Well, you got the, you got the why, of course, but then I would mm-hmm. say the first part of that is also going to be your relationship with them. Yeah. You know, how, how you manage uh, each kid. I would say managing each kid or person is more prevalent today than it was before. And then you probably agree with that, right? Yeah. Like, Hey, this is what you do. Get it done. Okay, got it. (laughs) You know, um, now it's like, you know, hey, I have a good relationship with this kid. They don't take well to just directives. 
okay, hey, come here, man. Let me talk to you real quick. Here's yeah. what I want you to do this this way. So it's really kind of knowing each person and how you connect with them is it is way more important. And people say it's just the kids. It's not just the kids. It's actually the adults as well, too. So uh, it goes across the board. Well, and I, I think the perspective from a football coach when it comes to this, people might say, I, I, I don't get it. This is a business podcast. But football is like the most masculine yelling, everything that we, mm -hmm. you know, all the, all the stuff we've rolled into what football stands for. Uh, and I think that the change in, in how we look at that has, has really gone away. And that doesn't mean you can't be successful on the football field just because you're not just on these kids all the time. That I just, that, that, that is gone now. You know, and you're, it's funny, you're talking to a guy who's a school counselor, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I know, and I'm, I'm okay with it. There, there's always the question of how can a counselor be a football coach? Because there's perception, <laughs> right? There's right. perception of what a football coach is, how he operates, or what it always appeared to be. So the football coach, the spitting coming out of the mouth, you know, <laughs> the venom, the vein popping out of the forehead, you know, yeah, that, that was happening. But at the same time, I feel like I have a true advantage with my background because it's more about understanding people, mm -hmm. managing people, managing emotions, managing where they feel, you know, and all those things. And for, I feel like from a school counselor standpoint, I have a great opportunity to be able to truly dig in and understand where the kids are on a personal level. And because of my relationships, I'm able to say, hey, you know what, today, let, let's let's give them a little break and let's go with this plan of action. You know, yeah. which is so huge rather than just being the blah, 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 blah this is what we're going to do because it makes you tougher. That that mindset has changed and flipped now. You know what makes kids right. tougher now and makes kids persevere through adversity? It, it's equipping them with tools to be able to react and how to act when these situations arise, not just burying them into the ground. That just makes them go, I don't have to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you look at football, obviously, as a coach, there's just so many different aspects of it. Yeah. One, yeah, you are trying to develop these young men, 100%. Right. We know that. Right. You're trying to make them, uh, you know, a bigger part of the community when it's done. I know since you've taken over, that's been a big, big part of what you want to do. Yep. Uh, but you're also trying to win football games, too. No doubt. There's there's those different, uh, those different modalities that you're kind of focused on. But do they all kind of go hand in hand when it comes down to it? It, it does. I mean, it, I would say with uh, the program that I, and this is something I've always felt personally in my heart. I knew I wanted to be a coach since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I've always believed in the idea that it, it, it's building, especially in the high school, it's even at the college level and the NFL level. But at the high school level, I'm still an educator first. I mean, I'm a, I'm a football coach, really probably on, a, on a, the list of things I have going on in my life, probably fourth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, I have, my, you know, my, my wife and my family, my child, um, I'm an education first, and then I'm a football coach as well, too. I just love it, happen to love it. So when it comes to that, I feel like, you know, for me, I've always wanted to attack the high school in a way that really addressed the mental, mm -hmm. the physical, and the emotional. Well, that's connected to my background as a counselor as well, too. It's how do I, how do I grab these kids, a hold of these kids to, to help make them the best human beings that they can be? You know, when you think about it, not every kid gets a chance to go on and play college football. Uh, right. Not everybody's fortunate to do that. It's a very small percentage. Uh, so therefore, knowing that I have that, how can I build uh, great leaders? How can I build um, great representatives in the community? How can I also possibly build a community and culture where guys want to come back and be part of the community? They want to coach, right? They want to give back into the community as mentors and so forth. So ultimately, it's building on the best versions of themselves. 
That's really cool. Now, when you when you take all of that and, and distill it down, I think one thing we come back to, and it almost feels cliche at this point, but I, sometimes there are cliches because they're true. Do kids who play football, who play sports, who are in activities, do you see them being more, I mean, you've seen them go through school and go into their, their at least the early parts of their career. Do you see a, a greater corollary for success when they have those disciplines and they have those activities that they've taken part in? Yeah, I think more so than now than, than ever, it's more just the connection, right? It's the mm-hmm. connection. It's being around people. It's learning those skills, those, those, those important soft skills. Uh, I feel the more connected they are, the better. Um, and the more that we're also creating that standard for them as well, too, leads to a lot of success, I feel, as well. Um, and being very understanding of them as individuals and meeting them at a very personal level. Uh, I think it's really, once again, it goes back to attacking the whole individual intentionally. Uh, and when I, when I think when we do that, you know, it, we, we do find success with the individual and the kids. So let's get into the upcoming season, because I know yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I know you're excited about oh, it. Yeah. Uh, uh, certainly a lot of success last year. What do you look for out of the Trojans this year? Yeah, well, we have a new group. Um, you know, I would say last year we were pretty fortunate with the amount of talent that mm-hmm. we had. I mean, you're talking 18 seniors and uh, you're talking nine who had an opportunity to go on. Uh, and play at the the next level, whether it was uh, basketball or football. Um, That's you know, impressive. Ben Island, even track. Yeah. You know, so we've had that many kids who had opportunities um, to 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 do that. So uh, losing those guys and losing that many committed uh, seniors, you know, okay, what do we have returning? Well, we have some some names that are returning that people know of. You know, but uh, the thing about this year, we have a lot of unproven names as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are, are stepping up right now, too. So uh, I'm excited. Um, we have some youth mixed in with some some senior leadership. So I think right now through the summer, our guys are getting in great physical shape. Uh, I think we're also getting in good mental shape as well, too, and uh, putting them in some some adverse situations to see how they react and respond. Because, you know, back to one of those skills, again, it's all about body language, right? Yeah. Um, we, we got to be able to go out there and compete for, for four quarters. And when things don't go right in life, things don't go right on the field, how we respond is everything. So creating that nucleus within this group, like that's been some of the focus that we've had this year. Um, so I, I'm super excited because I think right now guys are responding very positive way and all the benchmarks and goals that we have for a program at this point in time of the summer, we're, we're right where we want to be. That's awesome to hear. What's it been like for you to come? Obviously, you just came in last year. Uh, but what or what's it been like for you to take over a program that's seen some national spotlight just because of the recruiting that's been going on through the program? I'm sorry, one more time. You've had uh, when you took over, this is a program yeah. kind of coming into a national spotlight just because you have some highly touted recruits. What's that been like for you as a coach uh, coming from a, a smaller program and into a bigger one like this? Yeah, so uh, it's been it's been very it's been unique. Uh, I'll say that you know <laughs> uh, to be able to have uh, the talent uh, and draw the, the the people, the names, the schools, the institutions that we've uh, had walk in our offices, and I've had conversations with. Um, you know, we're very fortunate because you know I I know on the you know uh, on the big names on the surface that that seems to be mm-hmm. like it stands out, but what people don't understand is that's as good as that is. That's allowing more other NAIA schools, division two, yeah. you know, uh, division three schools, where, where we now have a lot of schools drawn to our program that are very curious about what we're doing. 
so then I've been able to build relationships with everybody from, you know, Michigan to Ohio State yeah. uh, to John Carroll, who great institution, great Division three program. And we've been able to expose our student athletes to to many places um, and they have options. So it's been extremely cool. Uh, I, I've enjoyed it. Um, you know, I had a really, you know, as a coach, I know we all, you know, get a little, you meet certain people. <laughs> I met Dabo Sweeney, which I'm a Clemson fan. Uh, have been. We won't hold it against you. Don't hold it against me, but it's been. Not right now, through, anyway. <laughs> it's been since 1996, <laughs> since Brian Dawkins was uh, drafted for the Philadelphia Eagles. I can give you okay, the whole okay. life story. Um, but so I've been through the hard times, too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, but, you know, getting, getting a chance to meet him um, and, and meet these individuals and have conversations. Uh, hey, coach, you need anything? Let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I and my staff have been had, been able to have great conversations um, and ask them questions. And they've been very open with us. And, and that's been a great tool for us from a program standpoint as well. So it, it's a good time to be a family Trojan for sure. All right, last question for you, Coach. Yes. Yeah, I've kept you too long as it is, but this You're is the good. most important one. Friday Night Lights, the greatest TV show ever or the greatest TV show ever? The greatest TV show ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just had to just had to, to run that one by you. There is nothing like Friday Night Lights, man. I love that show. If you just said that you didn't like that show, I'd have been more disappointed than nah, you, you got no worries. All that, all, you know, funny thing about that is all the, the Friday Night Lights, you know, all that stuff is like, you know, we, we used to watch that. I used to watch that. And I used to always envision and dream of, you know, our t- the, any town I would have been involved yeah. in feeling and looking like that, you yep. know? Um, so when people ask me, you know, man, you, uh, you know, you're really doing a lot. You know, you're, you know, you seem like you're really trying to build a community uh, and attach to your program. I'm like, absolutely. I mean, that's literally everything I saw <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> and like, you know, my I want school, the Dylan Panther experience. In yes, you know, and my high school was a great high school, great atmosphere. But I always wanted to kind of see it be elevated to where like, hey, let's see if we can get it to where Friday night the town shuts down. You know, <laughs> everybody is at, you know, the, the, the Finley Trojan game. Everybody in the community, everybody in the area has the Finley Trojan signs. I wanted it all. So I'm going to keep fighting for it until I get 100% buy-in and all-in. So we're going to keep it going. I love it. I love the camaraderie that uh, that high school sports especially bring yes. towns together. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I've seen it from a lifetime of doing broadcasting and everything. And, and uh, I love one that you're trying to do that, but I really love the way you're trying to mold the guys and a lot of uh, the way that you're, you're, you're teaching them about how to learn and how they will become great members of this community as well. So coach, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys doing this and appreciate it all. And uh, uh, the time is well, well spent. So thank you. I could sit here all day long. <laughs> And again, thanks to Coach Stephen Adams for joining us here on the program. See there, I worked his first name into it. I'm getting over that uh, that little hiccup that I have. Anyway, great advice for dealing with Gen Z and working with younger people in the workplace. Again, it's not that they don't want to work. As Coach Adams said, it's the why factor. People want to know why you want them to do something. I think if you learn how to deal with that aspect, you're going to see a lot of really good results. So again, uh, take what was said there to heart, and uh, I think you'll have great success working with a younger generation of employees. 
So that's going to do it for this week. Again, a bit of a shorter episode. We do appreciate you joining us for that. We'll be back with our normal breakdown of things next week, highlighting long-term members in the process as well. Thanks to you for listening to Chamber Amplified. We do hope you learned a little something about the local business community and how to run your business a little bit better in the process. Of course, if you have any ideas for topics that we should cover, just send me an email, djenkins at finlayhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on a website, that's great, but you can have every episode downloaded straightly. Straightly? That's not a word. You can have it downloaded straight to your phone. Just go to your favorite podcast player. If you don't have one, I'll suggest one for you. But Apple Podcasts is pretty good. Spotify is pretty good. I use Downcast personally, but hey, they all work pretty well. Just search for Chamber Amplified. It'll be right there. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.